Hello and welcome to another episode of Race Cars and Jail Bars. I'm your host, Jesse Gleason. With me is my brother and co-host, Brent Gleason. Hello. And also on the line via Zoom is our friend and former best friend. Who moved away. (laughs) Who moved away from us. Phil Jakes. He's Phil Jakes. Yeah. We wanted to bring him. He helps us host our other show, which is more of a news-based and you know current event type of thing. This is more story-based, but we were like, you know what? Jesse's got a mystery for us this week, and I really kind of want more comic reactions to things. So we said, hey, you busy? Why don't you come on and uh, give us some reactions? So If you wanted comic reactions, I'm probably not your best bet. I'm like sandpaper when it comes to that. No, I don't mean like be a comedian. I mean like... Uh, if you find something absurd or ridiculous, which is, I guarantee, what I have, because I'm completely in the dark as to who the heck Jesse's doing this week, and um, I think I don't even know if there's a person he's so secretive of it. So, well, anyway, what <laughs> for those of us, for those of you who are new to our podcast, all three of us are race car drivers of the local areas mm-hmm. where we live in, and we all like true crime and we like racing and we're going to blend it to and make it whatever hell recipe this uh podcast is yeah that's pretty much the basics of everything here so uh probably should do a little disclaimer anyway yeah we usually give some kind of half-assed disclaimer i almost said exclamation there's going to be salty language there's going to be very foul uh foul descriptions and it's a crime-based show. It's a crime show, so some things are not for the faint of heart. We're going to make fun of those people who are idiots and f- give respect to those people who aren't idiots and are victims. Right. We're just not going to be jerks to the people who don't deserve it. Uh, if you go on and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast you or platform you listen on, like Apple, Google, Spotify, etc., whatever they are, whatever gives a rating, give us the top one. If you don't like the subject matter or don't like how we told it that's your fault so uh don't take it out on us by giving us a bad rating so anyway if we if we tell it bad it's our fault if we tell it bad it's our fault like the opener of this show we can't get through this thing to save our lives right now but anyway without any further ado everybody take your dicks out because this week's (laughs) asshole is rick crawford everybody oh no god (laughs) damn it all (laughs) what the fuck well, maybe you should put your dicks back in, I think, really, for this Especially one. for this I, one. I don't want to put my dick in anything. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with this guy's pants. name. Oh, Christ. Okay, so Jesse just got us on who he's doing. Now, if you were around for our last episode, yeah, we did take the holidays off. By the way, Happy New Year, Happy Christmas, Merry Holiday, whatever the hell you're doing. But, um, yeah, we took those, well, that one week off. But the week before, I had done a horrific serial killer. Now, Jesse's kind of going in an opposite direction in the horrific spectrum, I think. Because if I remember correctly, this one, <laughs> this one's not going to be good. So, yeah, the uh, disclaimer holds true here. So I'm uh, uh, waiting cautiously for Jesse's story on Rick Crawford here. All right. Oh, so boy. Rick Crawford was born Richard Hoyt Crawford Jr. Mm-hmm. On July 26, 1958, in Mobile, Alabama. Couldn't okay. find too much on his early life while researching this. So what I really would like to have known, what the hell happened to this guy? Why he would choose evil later in this episode, just for curiosity's sake. Just what the hell went wrong with this guy? Yeah, I think we're all going to be wondering that at the end of most of these episodes. But 
this one probably in particular i'm yeah again i don't want to jump in but right, well, i'm waiting on bated breath here well for those who don't know rick crawford We'll give a little background to his racing endeavors. He won the track championship at Five Flag Speedway in 1981 and 84. Mm. And he won the championship at Mobile International Speedway in 1981 and 82 and 84. So he's from Florida or Georgia? He's from Mobile, Alabama. Oh, he's from neither. Okay, perfect. I wasn't listening, was I? <laughs> Mobile is a badass track, too. Yeah, yeah I heard it's a... Nice, quick little little bull ring, or is it? That, oh no! Is it the bigger track? It, yeah, it's a it's a f- almost a five eighths mile with like thirty degrees of banking. Yeah, oh, it's so high banked. I knew that that okay. track. Okay, yeah, yeah. Place is huge. Yeah. So awesome. So after that, all he after he slayed some championships, he moved to the Slim Jim All Pro Series, which was an elite Southern Pro late model uh, racing series. Is that kind of like the Southwest Series? Yeah, it, it was used to be the All Pro Super Series. Hmm. It eventually got merged into that. Um, All right. For those of people who don't know, like uh, yeah, some, NAS- some NAS- names. NASCAR used to give a shit about like late model stuff. Yeah, some names that came out of this was uh, Mike Alexander, Steve Grissom, Gary Ballou, Jody Ridley, Joe Nemechek, just a few names that came from that series. In his time down there, he collected uh, 61 top 10s and earned five victories in that series. Hmm. In 1989, Rick Crawford won the coveted Snowball Derby at oh, Five Flags. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, he's the champion there. That's a big deal. Yep. In 1997, at age 38, he'd move up to the Craftsman Truck Series, driving for the number 14 Circle Bar Racing Ford F-150 with Tom Mitchell. That year, he finished second in Rookie of the Year points to Kenny Irwin Jr. Ooh, yeah. yeah. 90, you said 97? Yeah. All right. In 98, he'd get his first win in the truck series at Homestead. But he'd have a lousy season. He finished 18th in points. Um, mm-hmm. Fast forward a little bit. In 2002, Crawford was mathematically in the hunt for a points title, actually. But he lost by 46 points over Mike Bliss, who had five more wins than Rick Crawford because, well, Rick Crawford didn't have any wins that year. Jeez. So. Yeah, Bliss was kind of a monster at the turn of the millennium era. Yep. 2003 would see him end his almost five-year winless drought at the biggest race of them all, the Florida Dodge Dealers, uh, Dodge Dealers 250 at Daytona. And oh, it was yeah. a hell of a finish, and I'm going to play the ending for you guys on there. So, Oh, you got the race? I do have the ending of the race, and awesome. I'll show you the last half of the lap. You can listen to it. It's actually pretty damn good. I wish we were a visual show. coming back now. Robert Presley out in front. He's going to be able to block Crawford and stay on the bottom. And Robert Presley going to try to defend his title here. Dennis Setzer makes it three up on top. Dennis sets around the outside of Bobby Hamilton. Here they come out of four. Presley dodging to the high side. Crawford goes down. Yeah, that's a hell of a run he's got on him. Yeah, and that was a hell of a three-wide finish right there. That was pretty damn, pretty exciting. What was that, 04, you said? I can't remember what the hell year you were talking about. God. But anyway, you can check that out on on uh, YouTube because that was actually a pretty awesome finish. The guy came from behind, had the slingshot around him, and the, um, what's it, the bottom groove he got by him, barely beat him to the line by half a truck. That was pretty sweet. Anyway. Anyway, that year, 2003, he finished second in points. He wins Daytona, and mm-hmm. he's on top of the world, Ma. Almost, but pretty close. <laughs> well, that's the best he's ever going to do, really, in racing. Yeah. 
Let's see. There's a fluff piece article from motorsports.com, motorsport.com, I should say. Oh, yes, the famous motorsport.com. It says dur- it was a, during the Christmas season that year, and during the season of giving, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series driver Rick Crawford is asking the Charlotte community to lend a helping hand to the servicemen and women overseas. Crawford, driver of the number 14 Circle Bar Ford 150, will be celebrating the dawning of a new year with America's military men and women stationed in the Middle East. He'll be traveling with several other NASCAR personalities and representatives from the employer support of the Guard and Reserve and Speedway Children's Charities. A trip which will leave December 29th is scheduled to include stops in Iraq, Pakistan, Qatar, and Kuwait. I guess no gold, frankincense, or myrrh for the baby Jesus, but that's okay. Yeah, everybody was going to the Middle East at that time, and uh, I don't think they really underst- or really knew at the time that they were going to be doing that for 20 years. So, Lots of different countries. And oh, yeah. in, in an attempt to raise soldier morale during the holiday season, Crawford is requesting that people in Charlotte and the surrounding communities donate one of two items to the troops that have requested. Uh, like international phone cars or disposable cameras. Quote, our servicemen and women are halfway across the world with limited access to family and friends, said Crawford. Some have been on patrol for months, receiving phone calls and disposable cameras help our troops convey the message of what they're actually going through abroad. Hmm. End quote. Circuit Bar Racing is working with local businesses, including the Concord Area Sears Store, Alabama Grill at Concord Mills and Lowe's Motor Speedway, Charlotte. To, right. To, <laughs> used to, to be. To coordinate Dropbox locations. Yeah, so it's the holidays are a very important time in all of our lives, mentioned Crawford. I am fortunate that I could spend them with my family. Unfortunately, many in our community will not be able to be with their families this holiday. I think everybody who organizes some kind of drive for the military like that says the exact same thing every single time. It's like they have some kind of a script that they have to read off of yeah. in in order for their charity to take off properly. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. Really. This is not about them at all, Brent. This is about the no, troops. No. It's, it's all about the great acts like Jay Leno said. It's all about the great things they do anonymously. Our owner, Tom Mitchell, served in the United States Air Force as a member of the historic Strategic Air Command in the early 1950s and wanted to use Circle Bar Ford as a symbolic token of patriotic support. Yeah. These are yearly (laughs) visits for me, Crawford said. The troops are always excited when we visit. They follow NASCAR closely, even though they're thousands of miles from home. Blah, 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 blah. I think they're excited when you visit because that means they don't have to go out on patrol. They can go to the USO show instead. Anyway. Oh, let's see. Here. Or have to like light poop on fire in a bucket or something. Oh, yeah. Anyway. 2004, he being a big fuck crash with Tina Gordon and Hank Parker Jr. at the 2004 Atlanta 200. Tina Gordon went into a solo spin coming off a of turn two, driving the number 13 Thor Sport truck. It used to be a bag of shit back then. Yeah. And almost had the truck saved. But she finally had to lock the brakes up. and Unfortunately, the truck happened to be in the middle of the racing groove. And the crunch that Rick Crawford and Hank Parker Jr. made to her truck was really sickening. I'm going to look that up while you're sitting uh, I have it up, Brent. And oh, you we're have gonna, it up. We're going to show you this. Oh, okay. This is also you're going to hear the thud. 
in a second, okay? Well, I know. I, I wish we were a visual show, but you can... You can hear it. It'll yeah. be good. It's just like listening to it on MRN radio. Yeah. Crawford's throttle would stick, and his truck would explode, turning, going into turn three. I mean, the front of the truck is all ripped off. There's no front wheels on it, and it's it's stuck, and he just ends up into the... Actually, the infield grass on the front straightaway. So he made it all the way around? Yeah, pretty much, until it finally shut off. I can't wait to see it, because I forgot. Tina Gordon had a broken leg. Not surprising. Hank Parker Jr. had back injuries. Crawford had a broken foot, but held the next race. Crawford would win the very next race in Martinsville in the Kroger 250. And listen to this fucking hit. Let me see. Let me show. Let me put this on for Phil. All right, let's go to that. Whatever big fuck wreck we got here. Get sideways exiting the corner. Does a nice job of not spinning out, but just can't ever control the truck, Phil. Never can catch up to it. Now she's now she's got the brakes locked up to try to stop that truck, but she stops the wrong way. There comes Rick Crawford right behind Dennis Setzer on the 46 truck. Could not see her. Never saw her. Clipped her, turned that her in front a of big Hank Parker Jr., who made God, severe damn. contact on the inside. And it kind I of vaguely remember that. Wall. Yeah, and I Hank did too. I remember watching a lot of races. Hitter, All right, let's listen to this hit. Over in front of Hank, and then Hank just took a terrible shot head on right into oh, the left comes. front corner of Tina's truck. You can see there. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> see, Rick couldn't see. Rick was right behind another Jesus truck. Jesus Christ, that was a noise. to see what was going on. Boom, there's that Jesse's got to take that sound and put it on our uh, soundboard Ooh. for our other show. Yeah, the and giant was, metal crunching sound that every racer's probably heard at some his point. His hit in turn three didn't show on the video, but there was no safer barrier, no softball, no none, none no. of that shit. No, they it raced. was hard, concrete shit. He was lucky. He was yeah, fucking they, lucky. They raced like men, and they got CTE like men. So he broke his foot, won the next race, which is pretty amazing. Was it his brake pedal or his gas pedal foot? Do you know which one? I think it was his brake foot. Oh. Well, that's why he won. He didn't need to slow down. Yeah, 2000, the next year was his last win, and it came at IRP at the Power Stroke Diesel 200, presented by Ford and International. That's a long title name. I don't want anything having to deal with power or stroke being with this guy. <laughs> so no. let's, let's not go there. <laughs> oh, God. I can only imagine at this point. If you don't know the story of Rick Crawford, you're about to... I'm waiting for Phil to take his headphones off and be like, I don't want to be on this show anymore. I know nothing about this guy other than that he was <laughs> mediocre in a race car for a while. Yeah, as soon as Jesse said it, I'm like, okay, we got to let him go. We, he'll never get to it. <laughs> All right, 2008 and seven. I mean, 2007 and eight. he does an online diary with FrenchStretch.com, and it's published weekly. Mm-hmm. It's most it's mostly written with basic details about each weekend and more self-serving name dropping and humble bragging about charity work. It was like podcasting before podcasting. Was that the thing like Dale Earnhardt did back in his rookie season? Yeah, similar like, to that a lot of drivers used to do it. He's to have like newspaper columns. Yeah, he would he would say like uh, this article from July 17th of 08. He says, "Oh, while I was in Memphis, I was able to support and go by and visit the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. No, stay away from there. God, run, kids. I was very impressed that <laughs> with that and the things <laughs> that they could do for kids. I learned an astonishing number. When Na- when St. Jude's Hospital was started, it was a 4% rate of cure for children, and now it's a 94% rate of cure for children. It's pretty amazing. 
It takes $1.2 million per day to keep the hospital running. Holy shit. That's like Mercedes and they're freaking trying to uh, do research and development. Yeah. It sure got my attention. It helps great kids at no cost to their parents at all. You can bet I'll be writing a check to St. Jude. And I wish race fans and other racers would do that too. Okay, mister, we just got our sales pitch for their donation drive. Yep. Congratulations, you have signaled all the virtues. <laughs> Almost. We had a nice July 4th holiday, he continues. I had my son Adam over for steak dinner, and that was pretty neat. Crawford would actually get divorced from his wife, Judy, this year. That's why he has, he's got his kid over. Oh, I think he was like year. 21 at the time, so it's not really... He's really a grown up anyway, but so whatever. his son's an adult at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he got divorced. That just means now he has to go two places instead of one for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We did some testing last week at Darlington. We were ready to go to Kentucky in the board uh, the build for tough two twenty five. We'd like to be ready and try to pull that race out for the Ford guys. He don't, was a big blue oval guy. Don't say pull it out. Yeah, yeah. He was a he was a very heavy ford support he got a lot of factory support from ford. oh yeah 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 definite Bef- ford guy before i head to kentucky this week i've got a meeting with the city planners in montgomery alabama i'm trying to buy a racetrack there mobile international speedway really yeah if we could get it under a city permit to open it back up since it's been closed for a few years rick crawford will try his first adventure please pr- Please tell me he didn't just use. I don't know. It said it was written by front stretch staff, but it could be him doing it in a third person. I really hoped he was doing third person there. He will try his first venture into promoting a racetrack. I'd like to give it a shot. This is something I've been looking forward to doing for, for the past 10 years. Hmm. So yeah. And he name drops like Benny Parsons name. Oh, Benny's a great friend of mine. And, Blah, 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 blah. All these other cup guys, you know, oh, dad, dad, Dale and Hart can go hunting, fishing, blah, blah, blah. No one gives, yeah, we used to do that when he was alive. Well, okay, name dropper. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, let's see. He, in 2010, he joined the United States Secretary of Veterans Affairs at White House Fatherhood Forum uh, under President Obama. Fatherhood Forum? Yeah. Fatherhood okay. Forum. Just checking. Rick Crawford joined the. United States Secretary's Affairs, uh, Eric Shinseki at, at, in, uh, yeah, at the forum in Fayetteville. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, those guys, the governor officials will discuss the roles, responsibilities, and challenges of fatherhood at the public event. And the forum is part of President Obama's national conversation on responsible fatherhood. Okay, then more on that later. That's what I need the government to do is tell me how to be a parent. It will explore challenges affecting military and veterans, fathers, and their families, and how community organizations, faith-based groups, government, and families can come together and meet those challenges. This Every single quote that we've had feels like it's been written for a script. Yeah. <laughs> every single one up huh. to this point. <laughs> it sounds like it's been scripted. It's very self-serving, isn't it? Mm. Crawford whose 21-year-old son Adam is a member of the Circle Bar racing crew and aspiring racer, knows firsthand the challenges of being an absent parent. Hmm. If sharing my experiences as a NASCAR driver, which entails being on the road for more than half the year each season, can be of value of those who are serving our country in home and overseas, I ain't have to be asked twice, Crawford said. 
about accepting the invitation to take part. He seems very eager to do everything. Yeah. That's almost kind of annoying. Being away from your family for an extended period of time is one of the hardest things a father to do. And I experienced that with my son, Adam, at the start of my racing career. Or, said. or it's the greatest peace you'll ever have in your life. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's finally quiet for once. Yeah, quiet. My sacrifices can't be compared to those who are serving in our military. And I hope that by sharing how I was able to be an active part of my son's childhood while being on the road and away from home can help them with the challenges they face. Okay. So <laughs> he'd race part-time after 2010 with the lack of sponsorship opportunities. and He was getting old anyway. He'd become the manager and promoter of his home track, Mobile International Speedway, in 2011. Okay, then. By 2013, he'd hang his helmet up for good at age 54. Wow. So he's a lot older than I thought. Yeah, he started in the touring series anyway pretty late in life. Mm. For his career, Rick Crawford would get five wins, 75 top fives, 160 top tens, and 336 races run, and get earnings of over $5,500,000. Okay. Like Not Phil so said before, it, he was that kind of racer. He was always like a threat to win. He was very competitive, but he never quite put up that many great performances that were out of the ordinary. He was just like there. He was just kind of there. Yeah, he was one of those guys. You knew he was there, but he didn't set the world on fire. Yeah, he's like, like a Steve Parker or Ricky Craven. Yeah, one of those guys. He was like a, a like a triple A guy. That's almost like a four A. Yeah, he could guy... make it. Stay in the big leagues almost, but not quite. Yeah, the guy, the guy who's like he can play in the bigs, but never makes it because he can't stay there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, 2014, he gets a new job. He's going to be a crew chief for an Arca Series team, and it's for Team Strange Racing. That's the owner's last name. Oh, good because there's a lot of strange coming. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the driver was Mary Eve Dufault. Canadian uh, race car driver who used to be a former Price is Right model. So there's even more strange involved. <laughs> How? <laughs> That's, hang on. Let me erase all these things I just wrote on my Mad Lib sheet. <laughs> We're a Canadian... Uh, some what the hell ever did you She's say? She's a Canadian race car driver. She drove in like Skip Barber and like Ford... For, you know those Ford uh, or Renault oh, open wheel stuff, Star Mazda type of things. All right. So she has no clue how to drive a race car or work on a race car. She didn't. No, Not on she an was oval track. Her job was to was to take on, fabulous on anything. Her job was to take fabulous cash and prizes and take them in, out of front of a curtain and <laughs> post it for and wait, the television take a, audience. Take a flat hand and roll it over and wave it over the item like this and smile a lot. and, takes, or, and take Or open a, the door on the new car! And take a lot of sexual <laughs> harassment from uh, Bob Barker. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, the road to NASCAR is paved with many paths. <laughs> That's not one of them That's that I've known good. about. But hey, you know what? Good for her. All right, gentlemen. This is where the wheels fall off. Okay. This is, it wasn't before they, when he didn't win in uh, whatever. Well, after this is pretty much it. 
He's, he's the wheels were already missing the lug nuts. <laughs> the, the wheels were loose. I mean, yeah, his racing career's over. He's got a job doing something else, but it's nowhere near as glamorous. He's old. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> On March first, twenty eighteen, Crawford is arrested in Florida. He was in, he was charged for attempted enticement of a minor after being caught in an online undercover sting operation involving a Seminole County, Florida chef, uh, sheriff's deputy working for an FBI sex crimes task force, posing as a father offering commercial sexual exploitation of his non-existent 12-year-old daughter in exchange for cash. Of course it's in Florida. <laughs> I remember this now. Of course. As what what as- year did this take place? 2018. As soon as he moves yeah. to Florida, it starts to seep into him. <laughs> he only had to go 50 <laughs> feet to the left. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He's from Mobile, Alabama. I That's mean, if right it there. is up near Tallahassee, then it gets way worse because it's the panhandle. But I mean, say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> say, Joe. Uh, it ain't so, man. Come on. You almost had us there. You know, he had done all this good community work and oh, yeah, for yeah. the troops and everything and for fatherhood. Wait, wait, wait. And for children's hospital. Children's hospital, fatherhood, the troops. Good. Jesus. Grief. You almost had us there, but you know what? This is race cars and jail bars, and, well, somebody has to be about a piece of shit. <laughs> so, Sexual enticement of a minor, you say. Details, you say? Oh yeah, that. Let's you go want into details. Great... Yeah, Anybody let's... want details? Yeah, let's get into detail on this. No, said no one with a sane mind ever. Well, how does one get himself in this situation? Well, on February tenth of twenty eighteen, one answers a Craigslist ads in the Lake Mary area of the Daytona, Florida section, titled "Taboo One S Taboo Ones." Okay, in the M4 MW4M section. That's man and woman for man. Okay. And it says this. So couples looking for a third, but it's the devil's threesome. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Gotcha. But it's taboo. This is Florida. They should bring their own loofah. Here's the here's the post. Looking for taboo-minded people, PPL. Okay. Who aren't afraid of the dark. Are looking for that dark taboo experience. The HMU. Wait, this is him typing that? No, this is the Florida's, this is the deputies. This is the. Oh, that's the trap. That's the trap. That's the trap being set. See, we say all this stuff about Florida because Phil lives there now. And uh, we figured. No, this is the post. This is the (laughs) post. Most of it's not wrong, though. (laughs) Watch your tap water. And and listen, that ad right there should have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. All. And it's all, and it's really carefully crafted with no punctuation, all in lowercase. <laughs> yeah, that's should be a dead giveaway. But no that's... periods, no nothing. Yeah, not you know misspelled. <laughs> I mean, at twelve, I'd hope. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rick, answer. <laughs> Wait, elaborate on that so I can get this on tape. <laughs> nope. Okay, let's go. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, Rick Crawford answers. Let's do it. Clean, fit, six feet, 180, BWC. Oh, no, I know what BWC means. Oh, no. 
<laughs> well, then it, does, it doesn't really does it mean what I think it means. It means what do you think it means? It's oh, big white cock. Oh, why do this to me? It's big white cock. Bitty whittle cock. <laughs> <laughs> then Crawford gives the post a second. He gives a second answer, and it's the passcode that most perverts give. It's not cheese pizza, is it? No, it's not that passcode. Okay. It's going to be this. Oh, Jesse's showing his screen again. Oh, boy. Oh, Here okay. we go. Wait for this it. This can only be good. Hmm? Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm so glad that this is not a... T- <laughs> that won't be on your... Uh, yes, that's right, everybody. That will not be on the Instagram page. I think <laughs> Phil probably left. <laughs> Put it away. I don't want to see it anymore. No one has ever asked me to do that before. No one's ever asked me to stop that. <laughs> no one's ever... Stop. We don't need to keep seeing it. It's done. Dear God. I don't think Phil saw any yep. of that. Or he... He's in shock. in shock. <laughs> he can't, he's speechless, everybody. His I mic... I <laughs> Were you expecting to see Rick Crawford's cock? I was not expecting to I see. I closed Rick. my eyes fast enough that it just looked like a corn cob. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's an unsolicited picture of his sickly, pasty, withering, incredibly average-sized sixty-year-old penis. <laughs> Jesse, hey, you sound him... like you've been studying it. It's disgusting. Give the man some credit. At least it was erect. Guys, I have something that I'd like to say. Sorry, I went there. On behalf of all men. God, please let it end. I'd like to say this on behalf of all men. What the fuck is wrong with men that they think that women are going to be like proud of their dick? Like, man, I bet she's never seen an impressive meat stick like this before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> an attractive woman could see hundreds, thousands, or even millions of dicks in their lifetime if they wanted to. They don't want to, but they're going to get them If anyway. they wanted to, they could, and they usually they don't want to. Most of the time, they don't want to, but they see them anyway. Like miles and miles of dick. I mean, and even that, for some of them, it still would never fill the emptiness inside of a, of a badly unprocessed childhood. But that's not the point. The point is, guys, is that it's going to be really rare that your dick is going to be special. Nobody is proud of your dick. Nobody's Uh, proud of your dick. Even I'm not of my own. So stop sending pictures of that shit over the information superhighway because you never know. The asshole brothers might just make fun of you on a (laughs) podcast someday. And poor Phil, who just got roped into this because we thought it would be fun. Just had to see an ex NASCAR driver's penis. So the poster... The sheriff's deputy, I'm calling him an FBI agent because he really was an FBI agent. (sighs) Phil's going to quit after one show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The poster, the FBI agent knows he's got him pretty much hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. Says, FYI, 50-year-old taboo dad with W12YO daughter. Okay. She's into guys. Ellipses. I'm not. She's... (laughs) She's also no homo. She's also accepts donations. That's how it said. I didn't. She's work. she's yeah. also accepts. She's also accepts donations. 
if this isn't you, then no need to reply. No RP here. The agent has clearly set the bait, but le leaves Crawford and out. Legally, you think it's supposed to. If this isn't you, then you don't need to reply after he says he's pimping out his 12-year-old daughter. No and RP means no role-playing here. So this, I love how easy it is for police to trick people online like this. It's like, okay, here's our one tactic. Just write like you're an idiot. They yeah. totally will believe it. Yeah, he's stupid. I'll believe it. Yeah. If it was a cop, he'd write perfectly. It's like, no, they do this on purpose. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Crawford plows ahead anyway after reading that, and he says, let's do it. Let me know where. Here's my white ghost penis. <laughs> <laughs> my meat stick is ready. Ugh. Sorry, I just remembered the the subject matter at hand as to why that was out. Perfect. Then the two switch over to text messaging because Craigslist is quote unquote too dangerous. You know, you can't do this on Craigslist. You know, you don't want anybody to, you know, anybody to know or or find out about it. You know, because he's a dumb fuck. <laughs> don't call me on my phone. Meet me in person. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't yeah, don't use Craigslist. Use my cell phone. Yeah, that's totally much safer. Yeah. So Crawford says, hi, Mike. I'm Mike also. Quote, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm also Mike. Here's my real name. How convenient. Yeah, I'm going to go use an alias because I'm that smart. Okay, cool. Then they discuss rules and money and scheduling how to do this. And then the agent replies, okay, here's the rules. No bareback ellipses. I don't need to explain why my 12-year-old daughter is prego. No anal, no rough R-U-F-F -F stuff. And no doggy. And I get to watch that. Oh, oh, you didn't have to do that. He got really taboo. It was real bad before. It's like, it was bad enough pimping your 12 year old daughter out, but that's even getting worse. to say I get to watch just makes it just that little extra stank on it. Thank God it's not real. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's a FBI agent just baiting an idiot. How yeah. dumb is this motherfucker? <laughs> well, pretty, pretty badly stupid. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. It gets dumber. Okay. Oh, great. Perfect. Also, if money is a problem, we can also barter, the agent says. Crawford responded, money's no problem. Hell, I won $5.5 in earnings over my career. You know, what the fuck? Money's no problem, and I'm okay with rules. You just say when, and... Crawford asked for pictures and blah, blah, blah. How much money for this taboo act is of highly uh, illegal activity? How much do you think he wants to pay? Uh, 500 bucks. Phil. 250 bucks. Wrong. 50 to $75. <laughs> I knew it was either that or a lot. <laughs> He negotiated for fifty to seventy-five dollars for something that illegal. I mean, I'm not really into that shit, but because <laughs> oh, it's just Jesus. gross. But I would you would kind of think that the more illegal the act, the higher the price would be because it's harder to get. Like planning somebody's murder. If you're not paying a lot, you're probably talking to a cop or an idiot who'll get caught. But if you spend a hell of a lot of money, then it's probably somebody serious. I mean, 50 to $75 is what I would expect from something as common as a blowjob with a crackhead, not this. 
I mean, I'm not saying that people should hire people that killed someone else, but, you know, that's how it usually goes. Yeah, a week later, they get scheduling figured out, and the agent had some things to clear up about his quote-unquote daughter. The agent responds, uh, so, uh, you previously said you wanted to fucking suck, so I assume oral both ways, and just straight sex since she doesn't do anal. Yeah, we'll say that again. And I want to watch if that's still cool. No. (laughs) (laughs) Never cool. Sorry, that's from me. Yes, very cool. Awesome, Crawford responds. You got any pics? The agent. <laughs> and so finally. Did he, he, did he yell it like you did? Yeah, kind of. He just had. Was he, it all in. Two, in... two. I, I call two question marks. Uh, Kind of raising your voice anyway. Without putting it in all caps? Yeah. Got any pics? Well, then the agent did provide pics. He actually provided a school picture of another agent that works in the unit. Oh, they took a, a female, that. a female officer. And they took her old picture from when she was a kid. Yeah. When she was like 12 years old, her school picture or something. It's, it was, you know, obviously tasteful. The FBI didn't do that. Yeah. But. They took a, like a high school or a middle school picture or something like a picture day picture. Yeah. So, okay. I don't feel so bad about that. Cause I was expecting it to be like some random person they found on Google image search. And I'm like, that's not cool. But if it's actual agent who's got feet in the fire, then it's like, okay, I don't feel so. Yeah, bad she's anymore. helping work on the cases. Totally cool. Um, okay, that's yeah, I'm fine with that. So, Crawford impressed said, "Will she be dressed or like naked and ready?" <laughs> Calm down, sir. God, Jesus <laughs> Christ, easy, easy, Tiger. God, <laughs> holy shit. Whoa, this guy's aggressive. Agent replied, <laughs> "The letters you are." Paying you tell me as well as what your plans are. Please, he probably put it in letters too. He said, You are, huh? Yeah, you are, and Ugh. you as in the letter. And you know, that shit is gross. Cliche uh, text messaging type speak. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Crawford responds, Jesus. Well, love her to be naked and ready to give head, then fuck. <laughs> Blunt to the point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The agent asked Crawford if he'd ever done this before. Crawford responded, paid for it? Yes. Well, at least he got that one out of the way. <laughs> he didn't reply to any questions if he ever did it with anyone as young as 12. He avoided that question. but uh, As most perverts do because they're embarrassed. The agent asks why he's interested in their lifestyle. Crawford replies, one word, variety. Okay. <laughs> so on, on, on that day, February, what was it, 18th or whatever? Yeah, so the agent has Crawford meet him in a Wendy's parking lot where he is arrested. Classy. <laughs> I wonder if he got the Baconator. <laughs> Please, no. Oh, let's go through some of the items that were found in this truck, boys. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Let's share my I'm not screen. sure I want to know. Oh, we got to share the screen. It's not going to be a penis again, is it? Because I've already seen enough of some old man's penis for one episode. Uh, it won't be his. What the? What the whose is it going to be then? Okay, well. Oh. Let's see. So we have one. We have the money set aside for his transaction. Two. Okay. It was a, a one Trojan Magnum condom. Of course. 
Yep. I wrote that too. <laughs> Magnum for the BWC. No, we're not going to talk about the BWC. Here's his license. Here's his truck. All shitified. As... Man, your truck is gross. Oh, and here we go. Here's numerous pornographic DVDs, including widespread cunts. Ooh. <laughs> Backroom Maximum X Most Shocking. Okay. Devil's Film Mob. And you see a picture of a lovely young lady that's of age with a penis in her asshole. So it's anal. It's an anal DVD. And that wasn't part of the rules. Dad said no anal. No. No anal, Mr. Crawford. (laughs) And five hours of classic gangbang footage. Oh, of course. There's more behind it. it Look at the stack on that. I'm sure it's just office DVDs. Got a classic. Oh, it's classic. (laughs) <laughs> let's see let's find something else we have uh more condoms we have some male sexual performance pills the kind that hang next to the register at any 7-eleven look at the, you know they kind of do because <laughs> the yeah, they hang next to the the rotating stand of yeah, it's really like, bad vapes yeah vapes and the cigarettes and lotto tickets and stuff and it's just like diamond your dick will be diamonds of course it will yeah hard as a diamond yeah, I, I don't. Your sixty-year-old ass. Okay, and he's got also a the morning after pill with the Walgreens receipt. Really? Yeah. You went and bought a Plan B just because. Take action, emergency contraceptive. Forty Thir- bucks. Thirty-nine ninety-nine. Gosh, Almighty, that's almost half. That's over half as much as the actual act itself. That's like that's pretty cheap for that thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> More magnums. <laughs> Why do we all know the cost of this? <laughs> uh, mistakes were made. Yeah, I would say so. Here's some body massage oil. Here's some lube, everyone. And here's also some toothpaste. Toothpaste. Some toothpaste. Cha- toothpaste. <laughs> some chapstick over here. A toothbrush. And the fleshy ribbed dildo, which is white, which is white, of course. In his next to his toothbrush. Now is that for him or I don't know. Also, his NASCAR rule book is, is that in the, the bag. Same, is that in the fuck bag? That's underneath the bag. Oh, it's underneath the fuck bag. Got it's it. the NASCAR rule book. That's NASCAR must love that. Uh, like a good Alabama boy, the dildo is white. There's so much lube in that. Jesus bin. Christ! There's like six different bottles. She's gonna slip and fall out of the fucking truck, man. <laughs> She's. This tells me he's probably had this kind of experience with 12-year-olds before because he's like, oh, I won't go in. I'll just use more. He seems like a seasoned pro. He knows what to get, and he knows what to bring, and he's already got it planned ahead, Man, Like he's done this before. I thought my serial killer was a sick fuck. <laughs> this one's pretty bad, too. Jesus Christ. All right. So there's his truck. Blah, blah, blah. That's probably done. All right, so I can stop sharing that. Anyway. Oh, thank God. That's over. Now anyway. all we have to do is get bombarded by the audio part of it. So in the custodial post-Miranda writes read uh, the interview, Crawford said that he used his iPhone 6 to communicate via email and text messaging. Crawford said he answered that Craigslist reference taboo without and without any prompting, Crawford spontaneously denied being present to be anyone underage or illegal. I Listen, wasn't. I know I was here for sex, but it wasn't for anyone underage or illegal. 
No, that wasn't me. No, no, it was. He stated that he just wanted to show up just to see whether or not the father had a twelve-year-old daughter, and uh, but he Whoa, claimed why for that, buddy. <laughs> he claimed that he would not have gone through with it if the child had been underage, and uh, when asked and why'd you show up, and in the interview, the interviewer is asked, "Well, would you call the cops?" Crawford said, "No, I just get the hell out of there. I wouldn't call the cops. I uh, mind my own business." They wouldn't even call the cops. <laughs> what a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, I know somebody's trafficking their daughter. I just left them. <laughs> it's their problem now. So Crawford takes a polygraph, and uh, he actually passes it. That, oh. Yeah, that he, he's like, oh, I didn't know she was 12, blah, blah, blah. He actually passed it. Yeah, but that's there's a reason why that's inadmissible in evidence. Yeah, you see, it's it, it, they're not good... They're not any good to prosecution, and so they aren't admissible for defense either. Right. Uh, he could just be a sociopath. Yeah, if you're that level of a sociopath, you can convince yourself that anything you think is reality, and that will allow you to pass a lie detector test. So, Phil, get to uh, becoming a sociopath. You can pass all them lie detector tests. When you I'll get right on that. Yeah, you live in Florida. Your time for murdering prostitutes must be coming pretty soon. No, I'm good. Oh, you got to hit a, at least, what, 40, 45 before you start that, right, Jess? Yeah. <laughs> but 12 maybe. I still got about six years then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got time. <laughs> Just make sure they're of age, okay? Yeah, do that first. Anyway. So at the trial, Rick Crawford pleads, not guilty, damn it. <laughs> of course he would. His lawyer states that, yes, he surely traveled to have sex and was you know, armed to the teeth with sexual stimulants. But Arm. this was a fantasy. It was just a giant mistake. Arm to the teeth with sexual stimulants. <laughs> That's the line I never want to hear you say again. <laughs> he was. He was loaded. Oh, I know. I get it. But Oh, yeah. He was loaded for bear. You saw it. You saw how much lube was there. More than he was ready for, I think. Yeah, this was all a giant mistake. It was in the, it was online in the world of make believe, and he certainly only intended to have sex with an adult, and would leave if any children were there. He's and Craigslist has men and women sections. Yeah, nowhere is there a section for children, so it can only happen between adults. So because it wasn't in the children's section. I was of, just not paying attention. Of sexual trafficking on Craigslist. <laughs> they have a children's sexual trafficking page? No, what? Well, that's not Yeah, it. I, that's what I thought. They're saying because there wasn't one that was made up that it couldn't possibly ever happen. It no, could, it could. Only happens between adults. It's all fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, long story short, the jury comes back with a, a verdict. Oh, good. Guess what? Guilty of attempted persuasion inducement or enticement of a minor to engage in sexual activity and being a horrible dipshit <laughs> who we've now seen his penis yes which i didn't want to <laughs> so thank you so <laughs> god damn you never it. thought you were going to see rick crawford's penis today I no guess. and i didn't want to but i mean that's if i had to that's you have a... to <laughs> all right that's fair that's... for the sake of the podcast i share <laughs> i'm not sure that's how it works <laughs> In my hey, mind, it does. Welcome it. to the show, Phil, by the way. Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> you sure you want to come on next week? Uh, I might have something going on. 
Make sure you do not go to a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> or re- answer Craigslist ads for that sort of oh, thing. Oh, I don't do that. Yeah, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he could face up to 25 years in prison, 10 oh, years being minimum, dude. That's bad. 10 years minimum. He could have faced it. Yeah, that's bad. Well, the hammer is dropped and the verdict is... 130 months in prison and mental health treatment for sexual predators. Holy shit, that's 12 years. No, 10 years. Right? That's 10 years and, and... 10 years and a month. And a month. Yeah. And upon release, he's sentenced to 10 years supervised release where he has to re- register as a sex offender. They took that shit mad serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was... was That is first offense, but it, was it a federal offense? It was a federal. Okay. That was a federal offense. That makes more sense now. So okay. even though it's your first, you still fucked up royally. Yeah. Don't touch kids. So. I think that's the overarching theme. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Well, if you didn't get enough douche chills <laughs> since earlier in the show, Crawford appeals the sentence and writes a letter of compassionate release in 2022. Why is he dying? Maybe. Because <laughs> that's the only real reason you get compassionate releases if you're dying of cancer or something. Let's read it. Okay. We'll read some of it because I can't read all of it. It's nine pages of just self-serving drivel. Of course it is. I've heard him try to pitch for charities and junk before. He quotes the Gospel of John chapters 8, mm. verses 18 and 19. I'm the one who bears witness of myself and the father that sent me bereft witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. Ye, if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. He wrote that? He, well, he quoted that. Oh, he quoted that? that yeah, mean, he quoted yeah, he wrote that. that down, I mean. He, didn't he wrote that. that down and quoted it okay. to the judge. Right. Ye, ye. Lots of yees. A lot of yees. You fucking idiot. That's what that means. Yeah, I believe it. So what it really means is that he testifies for himself in in really the most blasphemous way, which is comparing himself to Jesus. They all and do that. What it, uh, and translation, it's like uh, Crawford really is really a good person. He only he knows his true self. Mm-hmm. Only he knows that he's really a good person, and it was all just a mistake. So he continues, Your Honor. Your makeup of me is totally false. Let's be factual. It really hurts. Wow. Boy, get him on your side early. That'll endear him to him, won't it? (laughs) Get him on your side early. Your Honor, you may think something about me, but you're wrong. And he's like, oh, really? And and it hurts me. (laughs) Oh, it hurts you. You hurt me. You hurt me. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm not. So he goes on and on and on about the facts of the case, and it was all fantasy and blah, blah, blah. He passed the polygraph, and they lied to him, and so it should be that big a deal, and it wasn't a real girl. And and ever since his incarceration, he claims that he, well, conveniently found Jesus and works with the chaplain. It's all a God talk. Yep. The judge and... uh the judge has his word as a Christian that he would never do this again. Bullshit. Yeah. Is it I just always find it hilarious when really, really evil people use to use like a desperate act of trying to hide behind God and Jesus and morality is like, oh, you guys have morality. 
give provide a blanket of protection over me with your morality and that's what i really am i just want to be good and they try to hide behind that shit and it's just it's so phony yeah and i hate it it's really douchey luckily a lot of parole boards can see through that shit so yeah, well, and he says at the end that uh, he gets he got COVID and he lost his taste, his smell. Join the fucking club. His hearing and memory, or any will to do evil again, never do it again. And well, oh, you the know, fever knocked it out of him. Yeah, this old sixty-something-year-old ass. <laughs> the judge considers these words long and hard, not, unlike his penis. Don't oh, do God. that. Don't. God damn it. We're not going there again. And, well, his res- <laughs> <laughs> the judge has a response for Rick Crawford, and it's to keep fucking himself. Mm-hmm. Denied. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Sit back in prison, bitch. Yep. You're gonna, you got a minimum to do, and you're going to wait it out. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, Richard Hoyt Crawford Jr., inmate number 70138-018, currently resides at the Beaumont Low Security Federal Prison in Texas with a release date of November 13th, 2027, where he'll begin his 10-year supervised release at the age of 69. Nice. Not so nice. Nice. (laughs) Hopefully, we never ever have to hear this asshole again unless he dies. And that is the end of the story of Rick Crawford and an absolutely disgusting foul human being he sent a dick pic to somebody who clearly advertised that he had a 12 year old daughter he was willing to sell well he sent a dick pic before the 12 year old and he's just like you know what i'm not gonna hit unsend or i'm not even gonna hit not interested i'm gonna keep plowing like listen 2004 to catch a predator was a fucking thing yeah it was Chris Hansen had been telling people where to sit since 2004. Go on, sit down. Go take a seat right over here. Take a seat. Take a seat right over here. Yeah. You know, it was a thing back in 2018 for sure. A lot more fresh. I loved seeing him shame the fuck out of sick people. I loved it. I mean, there's no way he could have never known that there was like these things called sting operations and they're getting really popular, especially in 2018. Yeah. Everybody knew these things existed and they were still perverts anyway because. You're not going to scare them out of what they want, which is frightening. Anyway. Well, if you like that story and the way we told it, please give us five stars on your favorite social media platform and podcasting platform. Yeah, whatever you listen on. And I think uh, Apple Podcasts is the biggest one. Then you got Google. You got uh, Spotify is pretty huge. So give us a good rating there if you'd like. Our email is racecarsandjailbars at gmail.com. Yep. We got an Instagram page at racecarsandjailbars on Instagram. And Brent is at? Oh, we also have a Facebook page. Oh, we do have a Facebook page, Race Cards and Jail Bars. Yep, yep, there it is. Uh, Don't friend me on Facebook, by the way, because uh, I have way too many people and I don't use Facebook too much, so don't feel bad if I don't friend you. Uh, I'm over on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Brinkleason01. Twitter is X or whatever the hell it is now. So, And uh, I'm here, and I think Phil, our friend, probably doesn't want anything to do with this ever again, (laughs) so we're not going to have you follow him. Poor Phil you, is shocked. You, <laughs> right. you can find me on all the socials at PJX Racing. Yeah, at least give him a follow because he had to sit through us <laughs> actually, like, uh, what's the word here? Ambushing him with Rick Crawford's 
gelatinous white penis. It was just disgusting. <laughs> oh, that we is ap- terrible. We apologize greatly for that. I, I don't will not sleep tonight. Again, Phil just kind of came to hang out with us, so we figured we'd have him on. So, anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>